0: Hi, welcome to the podcast called Thrive and Blossom with Kelly. This is Kelly. I wanted to share today some um, some of our experience that we had in Kai yesterday. It felt like a really poignant discussion and experience, and especially the timing right now just feels spot on for going through the heart more deeply Um, When I say going through the heart I mean feeling all your emotions and this is one of the the, how we opened class yesterday was just going into what are those emotions that are difficult for you to experience or you shy away from or maybe you avoid altogether and we made it a game just sharing and naming the emotions that um, were most difficult so that we could explore them a little bit more. Some of the emotions that people shared were um, anger, fear, hatred, shame, and self-loathing. Those were just a handful of them. So, ew, right? (laughs) A lot of times, you know, just if you feel those emotions in your body, they don't feel good. And yet, we are human and we are designed to experience all kinds of emotions, all of them. And as we become more aware of them in our body then we can bring love to them and allow them to have expression and not be quite so sticky under the surface working the unconscious through us in our life we purify our heart this way now that's very different than most of us were raised so I wanted to chat a little bit about that that's how do we build strength in our heart our heart needs to feel and to move energy and to really sense The heart is a doorway to being the most present is to be honest and to get to our emotional truth so that our emotions become a platform for everything else and especially for our health physically. If we are connected to our deepest soul level of truth, which is equal to being connected within our body and empowered within our bodies. We need to work through all the emotions and even those shady, dark ones that feel we feel most resistant to, the ones that we want to wiggle out of, turn away from, or avoid at all costs. And, you know, we might say, well, why would I do this? You know, there's so much in the spiritual world about raising our vibration and being in the highest, the best emotions. Um, and granted, those are the ones that do make us feel good, and we do feel our body is at its healthiest when we are in truth experiencing ecstatic joy and bliss. However, it's very, very common. We're also naturally inclined to have all different sorts of feelings. And when it becomes toxic to the body is when we are overriding a real emotion and trying, efforting to avoid what's happening and to make ourselves feel something else. So. When that's happening we're fooling ourselves we're lying to ourselves and that's when the body starts to digress and go into feeling ill or or not well so the more we can go with our darkness the more empowered we are to be with our light this is love our emotions are an important navigating system that link your body and your mind with your soul when we lose connection to our sense of self our strengths our individuality our personal power our authenticity it's through the emotions that our ability to come back home happens this means our capacity to name an emotion feel an emotion and move the emotion from truth that we can navigate back into our highest self through using the tools of the mind so the mind when we're in the strength of using our mind our consciousness We recognize the emotion and why it is there. What is the gift of it? We also recognize, is it our emotion or is it someone else? And we recognize, what is the emotion telling us? So that's all consciousness and understanding the emotion. First, we have to be able to name it. Now, some of us are really good with the mind. So that tool is a strong one that we can use. Some of us are strong in the emotional body. And what we can do is notice the emotion, feel where in our body we feel the emotion, and then we can surround it with love and maybe even play with the emotion, not taking the emotion so seriously, but not ignoring the emotion. So this gives us a little bit more of a shifting and spaciousness around the emotion. One of the things you can ask yourself is, is joy present while I'm feeling this emotion? So joy is bigger than the emotion joy. This is the sense of the body sensing itself. So when we are organically feeling depressed or feeling angry, if we can feel the anger in our body, but joy is there that we are actually with the anger, with the sensation of it, with it, where it is in our body, and we feel whole with it, that it is our ultimate truth, that it is an emotion and it's a response that we're feeling, it doesn't mean that we need to react out and hurt anyone around us but we can feel the emotion and we can choose how to regulate that energy, how to move that forward with our word choices of what we want to do next from a conscious place. So that's a little bit of a blending of emotional, our emotional strengths with regulating an emotion mixed in with a little bit of our consciousness of what do we want to do? What is our choice to do with this emotion? And then we, some of us are more connected. I can say personally, this is one of my strengths to spirit or God or whatever we call our highest power. And we can feel an emotion and recognize it. And then we can ask for help and wait and just give the emotion to God and surrender completely. Do I believe in a higher source or support? That would be a question you could ask yourself here. And are you willing to surrender it? So surrender is true release. There's a sensation. It's actually an emotion. I feel surrendered. I feel like I'm, I'm truly letting it go. I can't handle it anymore on my own. It's an absolute release of ego and asking for guidance and help to come through. So that is something I did the other night. I was uh, experiencing a lot of tension in an emotion, a lot of anxiety. And my brain, the stories were flying through my mind. And I wasn't able to stop the stories consciously and I wasn't able to shift the emotion so I went to spirit and I said please just change my thoughts because I can't do this I am not able to do it on my own please change my thoughts come into my mind and guide me into the highest guidance here and I went to sleep and then I kept waking up and going back to sleep and I felt this beautiful peacefulness in my mind that was something that I really wanted but I couldn't do it on my own so I was affirmed that um, higher source God is always there for me and that I have a connection and I simply have to surrender and let go but I also had to recognize what the emotion was and and feel it fully to get to the point of surrendering it from truth so those are tools in any given day depending on your capacity of accessing body mind spirit and emotion within yourself it may be You use all four. We need lots of tools in this day and age to create the shifts that we want. But first, it begins with recognizing the emotion that we're having and really allowing ourselves to express it or to feel it or to uh, be connected to it before we start to shift it. The body needs expression of all the emotions and as children we feel it all and we learn through the adults around us by watching and feeling the emotions of the environment what's acceptable and what's not this creates the like a fish swims in water we swim through the emotional environment between our parents or our caregivers if it's a space where everyone is uh, keeping peace but they're lying inside the feelings of truth are not there our bodies give us a naturally confused uh, confusion over what emotions are we truthfully feeling. So we get um, it, the emotional body gets ignored and we stop being connected to this resource that we have to learn to trust our sensations and to trust our emotions to accept um, to come into our own truth. So we get a little removed and we get used to lying and then we look outside of ourselves for what is acceptable and that's where we disconnect from our heart sometimes also the emotional environment that we grew up in is volatile volatile or it's traumatic and that level of um uh, like that soup that we swam in growing up starts to wire our brains so we may default into um, feelings of fear or anxiety or distrust or a certain scheme of emotions that were was the natural environment that we were used to so that is something to become aware of so that you start to stretch open more into expressing a wider range of emotion and get less stuck in the vacuum of what was our environment that we were used to this takes a lot of awareness and a lot of um, patience with yourself and a lot of just giving yourself time and space to work through and to expand your heart even wider. I'll share with you that when I first started to dance um, almost 20 years ago, I felt that when I danced, different than when I ran or did other physical activities, when I specifically danced and moved my fascia, I would always experience very heavy emotions, especially grief and sadness. I felt anger. I felt self-hatred. I felt a lot of these, especially when I moved my hips and when I looked around at the people I was dancing with, many of them, it looked like their expressions of joy were so much bigger than mine or um, different. And I wondered a lot about this, but somewhere in my body, I felt that when I left, I felt healthier and when i left i felt that something was open or expanded in my body that i couldn't connect to before i inherently knew that this was healthy for me to go into continuing to do it to peel off those layers even though no one told me that that's what was happening something in my body wisdom came forth in fact i remember an epiphany i had one time about the energy in my hip movements and what i noticed was that When I moved my hips, my hips wanted to move in a thrashing way and almost an angry way. And yet afterwards I would get sore or even hurt from how I was moving my hips when I was dancing. And as childish as this sounds or kindergarten, it took me this experience and sensing the pain that I was causing myself after to realize that I was feeling an emotion in my hips and that I could regulate it. So I began to move my body with my hips especially in a less intense way so that i could release the emotion more safely and not have pain after so it was almost like turning the water on on a water hose and you can turn it on high blast or just a trickle i began to play with the sensuality of my hip movements and also with all the other emotional expressions that I could express while I moved my hips. So I opened it up more and worked with smaller, slower, gentler movements. Even though my body wanted to thrash, it wanted the energy of the emotion to be released quickly, I had to parent myself into doing it in a way so I wouldn't get hurt. I regulated the energy. I started to sense deeper for not just the pleasure of that fast release, that powerful surge, But I started to also feel the longer, slower movements that opened me to being more aware and allowed me to feel sensuality and the truth of what I was feeling over time. So just not a quick release. I also noticed that I felt joy was holding me for all of these emotions from my body and that it felt good and natural to be with all of them. Over time, it took a couple years. range of emotions that I can express now and authentically feel has quadrupled or maybe even more than quadrupled it's really really grown and I can hold joy for all of them and even into anger and feel it as an energy that I can move along my bones so that's my sharing about emotional awareness and some tips but I also wanted to go into three specific emotions that I had said at the very beginning Um, the ones that I have um, here by Carla McLean. She has a book on emotions and it's fabulous. And these are her suggestions on emotions. So let's talk about acknowledging fear. She says that acknowledging fear is, gives us the gift of intuition and action. Some other gifts include instinct, focus, clarity, attentiveness, readiness, and vigor. The internal question to ask yourself is which action should be taken? Signs of obstruction of fear, so when you're holding fear in, are insufficient insight into your surroundings or the people in your life, or a constant worry and anxiety that decrease your focus and clarity. Some things to practice with acknowledging fear include focusing your attention on your fears, Prepare yourself, act, and move consciously, and revitalize yourself in the dynamic intuitive focus that fear brings you so fears under the surface, and um, as we clear it out, this is almost like a, an internally saging your heart or getting your heart so it 's more purified. So, that fear is not one of those shady things that brings in self sabotage every time that you want to grow. So, working with it is working with that flame. So, here's another one understanding hatred, the profound mirror. The gifts include intense awareness, piercing vision, sudden evolution, and shadow work. The internal questions are what has fallen into my shadow? What must be reintegrated? Signs of an obstruction include fierce, laser focused attacks on others without concurrent self awareness or integration. The practice is retrieving your shadow material from your hate partner by describing in detail the serious faults you perceive. Say hello to your lost self, pour your hatred into your own boundaries burn your contracts with these despised behaviors and restore your own sense of wholeness. When we talked in class about hatred, I thought immediately about when my children were younger and they would express very clearly if they hated a food or they hated having to do something I wanted them to do. And one awareness I had was that it's if I stop them, if I say, no, you should not hate. You shouldn't hate broccoli. You shouldn't hate it that you have to do this. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> automatically derailing them from an, a real emotion that they had and they were voicing. So I started to understand a little bit more by the second child of when they say they hate something, it's pushing my own buttons of what I hate and that I'm not acknowledging in myself. So I, I realized that. And I also began to just open up more dialogue with them or with myself of why do I hate this? Let's look at it a little more deeply. Why do you hate broccoli without, what is it about it? And they would say, well, it's the texture or it tastes funny in my mouth or it's too crunchy. And then I could talk more about, well, what if we put this on it? Or what if we put that on it? Or what if, uh, or at least I understand them in their, why they're saying what they're saying and validating that they have a very strong feeling. And, and that's enough. I, it doesn't have to be anything more. I don't have to force my what my agenda is on them. I can let them be their beings and have their own feelings. And the thing that happened was they stopped hating so much <laughs> and they became more open and we got closer. So the outcome of being honest and truthful with emotions and feelings is it's a connector versus a separator. I also saw this in the behavior between my two kids. So when they got mad at each other and I hate you or I hate this, I hate it when Nate does this, I would hear them say. When I opened it up more to dialogue, it, it reconnected them and, and hopefully they're learning skills of how to connect more with people outside of the family circle as well, that we can talk things out. We can get clear on what we're afraid of. Sometimes hate un- opens up another whole thing of other emotions that are under the surface and they're disguised as hate. So it's um, something that we can understand more versus run away from or become afraid of. All right, so here's one more welcoming anger. This is the one emotion that I probably get questioned on the very most: of how do I direct anger? Carla McLean says this is the honorable sentry. So imagine welcoming it as one of your strengths. The gifts of anger are honor, conviction, healthy self-esteem, proper boundaries healthy detachment, and protection of yourself and others. The internal question is, what must be protected and what must be restored? Signs of an obstruction of anger when we're holding it in are repressive enmeshment, self-abandonment, apathy, depression, and boundary loss. Or we can be expressive with it. And this can have a negative outside shadow as well. Cycling rages that create harsh boundaries, interpersonal violence, isolation. And she also writes, be aware that repetitive rage may be a sign of untreated depression, which is another emotion to go into. The practice of chan- is to channel the fiery intensity of anger into your boundary, The proprioceptive, that means you feel it, area around your body. Instead of repressing it or exploding it with it, and then speak your truth or make your correcting actions. This will rebuild your self esteem and your boundaries in a healthy way, which will protect you and your relationships. So, anger and channeling anger is about speaking our truth, and it's often about setting a boundary. And um, and boundaries sometimes need to be firmly done, especially if they're coming from a place inside of us that has been wounded before. There's a a time and um, it takes practice. And we can be gentle with ourselves and loving with ourselves. One thing I've noticed, in fact, I just did this recently, is if we take time instead of react from anger, like like a, a reactive boundary is one that comes right off and we belt it out. We didn't take time to breathe and think about it. So when I feel anger I honor its sensation in my body. People often don't realize that I'm processing anger when I am. It's and I'm not imploding. I'm actually waiting to see what the right response is. And then I say it and it can be at times I've I've had the intuition to walk away when my first felt anger and reaction and the the thought of walking away comes from an empowered place of, I don't need to practice this. I don't need to engage with this. This is not worth my time or energy. And another way I have done it is to wait and to breathe and to be more firm and to express myself from whatever part of me really needs to, um, have a feeling that this is an important boundary that you've crossed. And sometimes that expression does create a lot of space and time from people or um, things around me. It takes more intensity. So that's my, where I am with um, regulating anger. I also do feel it in my body and along my bones, and it takes breath and movement for me to move it so I don't keep it in. It feels hot usually in my body, and um, I, I need to release it, but I don't need to ignore it. <laughs> so there's a big difference between those two. So I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear your experiences with emotions um, or any feedback about this podcast. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please um, do your little heart or favorite thing on it depending on where you're listening. It really helps um, to have this broadcast be uh, on more platforms and it gives me feedback um, that this is being received well. So I appreciate your time and energy, and I hope you have a really great day and have some joy around whatever it is you're feeling as you're learning about the emotional body and harnessing its strength. Thank you. Bye. hi welcome to the podcast called thrive and blossom with kelly this is kelly i wanted to share today some um some of our experience that we had in kai yesterday it felt like a really poignant discussion and experience and especially the timing right now just feels spot on for going through the heart more deeply Um, When I say going through the heart, I mean feeling all your emotions. And this is one of the, the, how we opened class yesterday, was just going into what are those emotions that are difficult for you to experience or you shy away from or maybe you avoid altogether. And we made it a game, just sharing and naming the emotions that um, were most difficult so that we could explore them a little bit more. Some of the emotions that people shared were um, anger, fear, hatred, shame, and self-loathing. Those were just a handful of them. So, ew, right? (laughs) A lot of times, you know, just if you feel those emotions in your body, they don't feel good. And yet, we are human and we are designed to experience all kinds of emotions, all of them. And as we become more aware of them in our body, then we can bring love to them and allow them to have expression and not be quite so sticky under the surface, working the unconscious through us in our life. We purify our heart this way. Now that's very different than most of us were raised. So I wanted to chat a little bit about that. That's how do we build strength in our heart? Our heart needs to feel and to move energy and to really sense The heart as a doorway to being the most present is to be honest and to get to our emotional truth so that our emotions become a platform for everything else and especially for our health physically. If we are connected to our deepest soul level of truth, which is equal to being connected within our body and empowered within our bodies, we need to work through all the emotions and even those shady, dark ones that feel we feel most resistant to, the ones that we want to wiggle out of, turn away from, or avoid at all costs. And, you know, we might say, well, why would I do this? You know, there's so much in the spiritual world about raising our vibration and being in the highest, the best emotions. Um, and granted, those are the ones that do make us feel good, and we do feel our body is at its healthiest when we are, in truth, experiencing ecstatic joy and bliss. However, it's very, very common. We're also naturally inclined to have all different sorts of feelings. And when it becomes toxic to the body, is when we are overriding a real emotion and trying, efforting to avoid what's happening and to make ourselves feel something else. So. When that's happening we're fooling ourselves we're lying to ourselves and that's when the body starts to digress and go into feeling ill or or not well so the more we can go with our darkness the more empowered we are to be with our light this is love our emotions are an important navigating system that link your body and your mind with your soul When we lose connection to our sense of self, our strengths, our individuality, our personal power, our authenticity, it's through the emotions that our ability to come back home happens. This means our capacity to name an emotion, feel an emotion, and move the emotion from truth. That we can navigate back into our highest self through using the tools of the mind. So the mind when we're in the strength of using our mind, our consciousness, we recognize the emotion and why it is there, what is the gift of it. We also recognize, is it our emotion or is it someone else? And we recognize, what is the emotion telling us? So that's all consciousness and understanding the emotion. First, we have to be able to name it. Now, some of us are really good with the mind. So that tool is a strong one that we can use. Some of us are strong in the emotional body. And what we can do is notice the emotion, feel where in our body we feel the emotion, and then we can surround it with love and maybe even play with the emotion, not taking the emotion so seriously, but not ignoring the emotion. So this gives us a little bit more of a shifting and spaciousness around the emotion. One of the things you can ask yourself is, is joy present while I'm feeling this emotion? So joy is bigger than the emotion joy. This is the sense of the body sensing itself so when we are organically feeling depressed or feeling angry if we can feel the anger in our body but joy is there that we are actually with the anger with the sensation of it with it where it is in our body and we feel whole with it that it is our ultimate truth that it is an emotion and it's a response that we're feeling it doesn't mean that we need to react out and hurt anyone around us But we can feel the emotion and we can choose how to regulate that energy how to move that forward with our word choices of what we want to do next from a conscious place so that's a little bit of a blending of emotional our emotional strengths with regulating an emotion mixed in with a little bit of our consciousness of what do we want to do what is our choice to do with this emotion and then we, some of us are more connected. I can say personally, this is one of my strengths to spirit or God or whatever we call our highest power. And we can feel an emotion and recognize it. And then we can ask for help and wait and just give the emotion to God and surrender completely. Do I believe in a higher source or support? That would be a question you could ask yourself here. And are you willing to surrender it? So surrender is true release. There's a sensation, it's actually an emotion. I feel surrendered. I feel like I'm I'm truly letting it go. I can't handle it anymore on my own. It's an absolute release of ego and asking for guidance and help to come through. So that is something I did the other night. I was uh, experiencing a lot of tension in an emotion, a lot of anxiety, and my brain, the stories were flying through my mind and I wasn't able to stop the stories consciously. And I wasn't able to shift the emotion so I went to spirit and I said please just change my thoughts because I can't do this I'm not able to do it on my own please change my thoughts come into my mind and guide me into the highest guidance here and I went to sleep and then I kept waking up and going back to sleep and I felt this beautiful peacefulness in my mind that was something that I really wanted but I couldn't do it on my own so I was affirmed that um, higher source God is always there for me and that I have a connection and I simply have to surrender and let go but I also had to recognize what the emotion was and and feel it fully to get to the point of surrendering it from truth so those are tools in any given day depending on your capacity of accessing body mind spirit and emotion within yourself it may be You use all four. We need lots of tools in this day and age to create the shifts that we want, but first it begins with recognizing the emotion that we're having and really allowing ourselves to express it or to feel it or to uh, be connected to it before we start to shift it. The body needs expression of all the emotions and as children we feel it all and we learn through the adults around us by watching and feeling the emotions of the environment what's acceptable and what's not this creates the like a fish swims in water we swim through the emotional environment between our parents or our caregivers if it's a space where everyone is uh, keeping peace but they're lying inside the feelings of truth are not there our bodies give us a naturally confused uh, confusion over what emotions are we truthfully feeling so we get um, the emotional body gets ignored and we stop being connected to this resource that we have to learn to trust our sensations and to trust our emotions to accept um, to come into our own truths so we get a little removed, and we get used to lying, and then we look outside of ourselves for what is acceptable, and that's where we disconnect from our heart. Sometimes, also the emotional environment that we grew up in is volatile, volatile, or it's traumatic, and that level of um, uh, that, like that soup that we swam in growing up, starts to wire our brains. So we may default into um, feelings of fear or anxiety or. Distrust or a certain scheme of emotions that were was the natural environment that we were used to So that is something to become aware of so that you start to stretch Open more into expressing a wider range of emotion and get less stuck in the vacuum of what was our Environment that we were used to this takes a lot of awareness and a lot of um, patience with yourself and a lot of just giving yourself time and space to work through and to expand your heart even wider. I'll share with you that when I first started to dance um, almost 20 years ago, I felt that when I danced different than when I ran or did other physical activities, when I specifically danced and moved my fascia, I would always experience very heavy emotions especially grief and sadness I felt anger I felt self-hatred I felt a lot of these especially when I moved my hips and when I looked around at the people I was dancing with many of them it looked like their expressions of joy were so much bigger than mine or um, different and I wondered a lot about this but somewhere in my body I felt that when I left I felt healthier and when i left i felt that something was open or expanded in my body that i couldn't connect to before i inherently knew that this was healthy for me to go into continuing to do it to peel off those layers even though no one told me that that's what was happening something in my body wisdom came forth in fact i remember an epiphany i had one time about the energy in my hip movements and what i noticed was that When I moved my hips, my hips wanted to move in a thrashing way and almost an angry way, and yet afterwards I would get sore or even hurt from how I was moving my hips when I was dancing. And as childish as this sounds, or kindergarten, it took me this experience and sensing the pain that I was causing myself after to realize that I was feeling an emotion in my hips and that I could regulate it. So I began to move my body, with my hips especially, In a less intense way so that I could release the emotion more safely and not have pain after so it was almost like turning the water on on a water hose and you can turn it on high blast or just a trickle I began to play with the sensuality of my hip movements and also with all the other emotional expressions that I could express while I move my hips. So I opened it up more and worked with smaller, slower, gentler movements. Even though my body wanted to thrash, it wanted the energy of the emotion to be released quickly, I had to parent myself into doing it in a way so I wouldn't get hurt. I regulated the energy. I started to sense deeper for not just the pleasure of that fast release, that powerful surge, But I started to also feel the longer, slower movements that opened me to being more aware and allowed me to feel sensuality and the truth of what I was feeling over time. So just not a quick release. I also noticed that I felt joy was holding me for all of these emotions from my body and that it felt good and natural to be with all of them. Over time, it took a couple years. The range of emotions that I can express now and authentically feel has quadrupled or maybe even more than quadrupled. It's really really grown and I can hold joy for all of them and even into anger and feel it as an energy that I can move along my bones. So that's my sharing about emotional awareness and some tips. But I also wanted to go into three specific emotions that I had said at the very beginning. the ones that I have um, here by Carla McLean. She has a book on emotions and it's fabulous. And these are her suggestions on emotions. So let's talk about acknowledging fear. She says that acknowledging fear is, gives us the gift of intuition and action. Some other gifts include instinct, focus, clarity, attentiveness, readiness, and vigor. The internal question to ask yourself is which action should be taken. Signs of obstruction of fear. So when you're holding fear in, are insufficient insight into your surroundings or the people in your life. Or a constant worry and anxiety that decrease your focus and clarity. Some things to practice with acknowledging fear include focusing your attention on your fears Prepare yourself, act, and move consciously, and revitalize yourself in the dynamic, intuitive focus that fear brings you. So fears under the surface, and um, as we clear it out, this is almost like a, an internally saging your heart or getting your heart so it's more purified. So that fear is not one of those shady things that brings in self-sabotage every time that you want to grow. So working with it is working with that flame. So here's another one. Understanding hatred. The profound mirror. The gifts include intense awareness, piercing vision, sudden evolution, and shadow work. The internal questions are, what has fallen into my shadow? What must be reintegrated? Signs of an obstruction include fierce, laser focused attacks on others without concurrent self awareness or integration. The practice is retrieving your shadow material from your hate partner by describing in detail the serious faults you perceive. Say hello to your lost self, pour your hatred into your own boundaries burn your contracts with these despised behaviors and restore restore your own sense of wholeness. When we talked in class about hatred, I thought immediately about when my children were younger and they would express very clearly if they hated a food or they hated having to do something I wanted them to do. And one awareness I had was that it's if I stop them, if I say, no, you should not hate. You shouldn't hate broccoli. You shouldn't hate it that you have to do this. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> automatically derailing them from an, a real emotion that they had and they were voicing. So I started to understand a little bit more by the second child of when they say they hate something, it's pushing my own buttons of what I hate and that I'm not acknowledging in myself. So I, I realized that. And I also began to just open up more dialogue with them or with myself of why do I hate this? Let's look at it a little more deeply. Why do you hate broccoli without, what is it about it? And they would say, well, it's the texture or it tastes funny in my mouth or it's too crunchy. And then I could talk more about, well, what if we put this on it? Or what if we put that on it? Or what if, uh, or at least I understand them in there why they're saying what they're saying and validating that they have a very strong feeling. And, and that's enough. I, it doesn't have to be anything more. I don't have to force my what my agenda is on them. I can let them be their beings and have their own feelings. And the thing that happened was they stopped hating so much <laughs> and they became more open and we got closer. So the outcome of being honest and truthful with emotions and feelings is it's a connector versus a separator. I also saw this in the behavior between my two kids. So when they got mad at each other and I hate you or I hate this, I hate it when Nate does this, I would hear them say. When I opened it up more to dialogue, it, it reconnected them and, and hopefully they're learning skills of how to connect more with people outside of the family circle as well, that we can talk things out. We can get clear on what we're afraid of. Sometimes hate un- opens up another whole thing of other emotions that are under the surface and they're disguised as hate. So it's um, something that we can understand more versus run away from or become afraid of. All right, so here's one more. Welcoming anger. This is the one emotion that I probably get questioned on the very most of how do I direct anger. Carla McLean says, this is the honorable century. So Imagine welcoming it as one of your strengths. The gifts of anger are honor, conviction, healthy self-esteem, proper boundaries, healthy detachment, and protection of yourself and others. The internal question is, what must be protected and what must be restored? Signs of an obstruction of anger when we're holding it in are repressive enmeshment, self-abandonment, apathy, depression, and boundary loss. Or we can be expressive with it. And this can have a negative outside shadow as well, cycling rages that create harsh boundaries, interpersonal violence, isolation. And she also writes, "Be aware that repetitive rage may be a sign of untreated depression, which is another emotion to go into. The practice of chan- is to channel the fiery intensity of anger into your boundary. The proprioceptive, that means you feel it, area around your body, instead of repressing it or exploding it with it, and then speak your truth or make your correcting actions. This will rebuild your self-esteem and your boundaries in a healthy way, which will protect you and your relationships. So anger and channeling anger is about speaking our truth, and it's often about setting a boundary. And, um, and boundaries sometimes need to be firmly done, especially if they're coming from a place inside of us that has been wounded before. There's a, a time and um, it takes practice. And we can be gentle with ourselves and loving with ourselves. One thing I've noticed, in fact, I just did this recently, is if we take time instead of react from anger, like, um, like a, a reactive boundary is one that comes right off and we belt it out. We didn't take time to breathe and think about it. So when I feel anger, I honor its sensation in my body. People often don't realize that I'm processing anger when I am. It's, and I'm not imploding. I'm actually waiting to see what the right response is. And then I say it. And it can be at times I've, I've had the intuition to walk away when my first felt anger and reaction and the, the thought of walking away comes from an empowered place of, I don't need to practice this. I don't need to engage with this. This is not worth my time or energy. And another way I have done it is to wait and to breathe and to be more firm and to express myself from whatever part of me really needs to, um, have a feeling that this is an important boundary that you've crossed. And sometimes that expression does create a lot of space and time from people or um, things around me. It takes more intensity. So that's my, where I am with um, regulating anger. I also do feel it in my body and along my bones, and it takes breath and movement for me to move it so I don't keep it in. It feels hot usually in my body, and um, I, I need to release it, but I don't need to ignore it. <laughs> so there's a big difference between those two. So I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear your experiences with emotions um, or any feedback about this podcast. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please um, do your little heart or favorite thing on it, depending on where you're listening. It really helps um, to have this broadcast be uh, on more platforms. And it gives me feedback um, that this is being received well. So I appreciate your time and energy, and I hope you have a really great day and have some joy around whatever it is you're feeling as you're learning about the emotional body and harnessing its strength. Thank you. Bye.